Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Playoffs Wild Card Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. All right, we finished our season-long contest with our friends at Bet365. The final week, Simon and I were two and three in the contest. We finished 50 and 40 overall, good for 531st place, top four and a half percent out of 12,000 entries. We do have a winner in the contest. We're giving away $40,000 to this person, Jesse Goldberg, a true genius who finished over 71% against the spread. He is now $40,000 richer. Uh, Matt Mitchell has said this a thousand times, like he cannot believe we had a contest where in total for free, we gave away $120,000 in cash prizes throughout the year. Congrats to Jesse Goldberg. We paid out the top 10 finishers, including our second and third place finishers who won $10,000 and $5,000. And of course, because it's betting and because it's this podcast, the final outcome involves involves a gross, disgusting, horrendous, bad beat. We will get to that at the end of the show. Uh, Simon, you're not going to believe this one. On Sunday's show, we previewed the wild card games. A lot of lines we liked have already moved since Sunday, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show. If you want to get the best of the number. On today's show, we will, of course, get to our Simon Says and an exec decision on Thursday, we will finalize our big balls bet of the week, our foxhole, our money line. Let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, and birthday boy. You say it's your birthday. Na 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 na. We're gonna have a good time, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. I Maybe. love you so much. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Always, always nice making it another year, you know? Another trip around the sun. You did it. Listen, and by the <laughs> way, it's not it's not easy for you. I'm I'm impressed you made it. <laughs> Me too. Especially after surviving four hour delay at O'Hare to get back to Jersey. So oh, I'm sitting no. there, I'm like, is this is this the worst start to a birthday ever? But no, it's all good now. Made it back to Jersey, all alive and well. We are on to the playoffs, Simon. This yeah, is where we make our money. As a reminder, <laughs> the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube right now, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right. Before... We get to the wildcard games. We do have a little bit of housekeeping. Our week 18 winners uh, for the last week of the weekly 
contest. Hardest week of the contest for the whole season, by the way. 35 entries, just 35 on 5-0. and A tie for first place. Congrats to Terry Landers and Dave NYC. Enjoy the cash. That was the last week of our giveaway. Our last Producers Cup award goes to Cade Jackson 666. Congrats, Cade. You finished dead fucking last in the last week of the 18-week contest going 0-5, missing the tiebreaker by a zillion yards. Cade, please email Matt Mitchell at podcast at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Don't forget, this Sunday, it's coming up. Simon and I, together again, live, Shepard and the Knucklehead, Hoboken, New Jersey. We got a watch party going on for the games beginning at 4 p.m. Simon and I go live at 7.30. Also an event Saturday with Kerner, Sean Kerner, Stucky, me, Chris Raybon, Nick Giffen, the whole gang, four o'clock Saturday, the 13th RSVP to these events. Check out the links in the episode description. All right, Simon. I know Sunday was a sweat because we needed the bills to cover to go two and three in the contest. Uh, I also had the under in the game. But we also needed Tyreek Hill to get 33 yards to win the receiving title. Fortunately, he did it early in the game. He did not make a sweat. He beat CeeDee Lamb by 50 yards to win that title, finished with 1799. Uh we cashed. We cashed a nine to one Tyreek Hill ticket. What do you think of that? <laughs> needed it. Needed it bad. Yeah, that game had a stupid amount of money on it. And my when I left for my flight to get back here, I literally got on the plane. I'm taking off when Tua got the ball back. So I guess they had stopped Josh Allen on fourth and one. And my plane is going up into the air. So Tua is getting the ball back. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm not going to know for the next five hours or six hours, whatever it was. Um, it was awful. But yeah, the the public's been winning. We keep saying, and yeah, um, that was that was ice on the cake. That was one of my bigger bets early in the year where the Bills to win that division. I thought it was dead for sure. And our guy, Mike Vrabel, once again, Saved our season coming back 14 points down in the fourth quarter, Will Levis, uh, and gave us a chance at this crazy run. So, um, yeah, anyone that listened to us three or four weeks ago and bet the Bills to make this kind of run, I think it was like plus 400, plus 350 or something like that. But uh, crazy. Like this Bills run has been insane. They've been playing playoff games for five weeks now. So uh, any, any teams prepared for this playoff run, it's definitely a Bills team. More on the bills to come later in the show. We cash Tyreek Hill nine to one to win the receiving yardage title. Also, we got Jalen Carter seven to one ish to win defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Will Anderson, he made a run at the end. He did not get any more sacks on Sunday. We can be fingers crossed that Carter, who had the shortest odds by a mile to win defensive rookie of the year, still wins the award, even though the Eagles kind of limped to the end of the season. Uh, our records for the end of the year, we just gave the record we had for our weekly faves five, uh, our foxhole went 10 and eight. Our Simon says went eight, eight and two, our exec decisions went 10 and eight. Unfortunately, our big balls bet of the week went seven and 11 we had seven straight losses from week eight to week mm -hmm. 14. Look, this was a year 
where favorites covered at an inordinate rate, uh, unlike we've ever seen before. And our big balls bet of the week is usually going to be on a pretty big underdog where we like the spot. So and yeah, that's, that all, that's eight, all Jets and Carolina bets. Yeah, by, by the way. <laughs> and that and, and by the way, like that week eight to week 14 is about when that run for favorites was at its peak. Um, so, you know, it doesn't, it's not surprising that that's, um, that's, that's when it happened. You mentioned Mike Vrabel, Simon, before we came on the air today, Mike Vrabel was fired by the Tennessee Titans. We got to pour one out for Mike Vrabel, MVP, and that stands for Mike Vrabel Podcast, because we have made some serious coin backing Mike Vrabel while he has been with the Tennessee Titans. I love the guy. I think back to, they played the Patriots, Tom Brady's last game, playoffs, at Tennessee, Brady threw a pick at the end of the game. But the reason the Patriots were in such a dire state at the end of that game is because Vrabel was pulling a Belichick playbook in terms of using the rules to call timeouts, take penalties, call timeouts, run out the clock. Just brilliant strategy, the way he managed the clock. And what he did with a roster that was never top flight um, in Tennessee I'd want this guy coaching my team in two seconds. Yeah, going to be one of those guys that you're – anyone that has a coach now they don't really believe in, or if you have a coach that just left, you want Rabel. I mean, go look at the quarterbacks he just did what Chad talked about with. It's like Tannehill, probably the best quarterback out of the bunch, right? Is that really saying that much? Because that's – I mean, Tannehill is an all right guy, but no one thinks of that guy as ever being a top 10 guy in this league, so – you know, the fact that he did all that with Mariota types and, you know, a, a different plethora of quarterbacks that filled in there, it's pretty incredible. I mean, like we say all the time, like he's just – he's got that Tomlin effect. He's a, a, an incredible motivator um, just this year. You know, I, I I wish I wish they had done what I thought they were going to do before the season, which is like really actually tank it, right? Like yeah. trade Tannehill, you know, get rid of Derrick Henry, really let the young guys play and – you know, just because of Rabel, they kind of believed in the team. They're like, no, we can make another run. Um, it wasn't there. They just they just were not a good team this season. So uh, they were good to us. We we found their rhythm. They were just good at home, bad on the road, and that's exactly what they were this season. As a dog, they they were good to us at home. Mike Rabel finishes uh, his career with the Titans fifty one fifty and three against the spread, but crazy that included that included twenty seven and thirty straight up as an underdog. Yeah. That included 31, 24, and two against the spread as a dog, which is why we love Mike Vrabel, wow. because he covered and won as a dog. His 27 and 30 straight up mark as a dog makes him the third most profitable of 150 coaches in the past 20 years behind, interestingly, Tom Cable, <laughs> formerly of the Raiders, short sample, small sample size, and Mike Tomlin but he has been the most profitable coach as a dog on the money line since he was tired in 2018. Congrats, Mike Vrabel. Great run. You have the respect of the betting community. We will follow you wherever you go. Time to get to the wild card round, my friend. Yeah. First game up, Cleveland or Houston. We we talked about this on Sunday night. At Sunday Sunday night, it opened at two. 
My first instinct, I said to you, was Houston. Your first instinct was Cleveland. It moved down to one and a half. It is now moved up from one and a half back to two to two and a half. I have a, to use your very big word, big word for the birthday boy, plethora. I have a plethora. <laughs> did I use that right? You did. You nailed oh, wow. it. Wow, shocking. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Smarter <laughs> with age, my friend. It's what happens. You get older, all you got left is your vocabulary. It must have been on my, you know, you turn your page in your calendar, you get every day you get a new word. It must have <laughs> been the word of the day. That's your word for your birthday. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you some stats before you tell me why you like Cleveland, because I know you do. <laughs> Texans were six and three at home this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. One of those losses was without CJ Shroud when Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper had the game of their lives and Cooper had 265 yards receiving. Again, CJ Shroud didn't play. CJ at home in eight games, 2,500 yards passing, nine yards per completion, 17 touchdowns, 310 yards per game, 108 passer rating. The Browns defense on the road. Average rushing yards gained is nearly two yards higher. Gave up twice as many touchdown passes, nearly three yards more per pass attempt in one fewer game on the road than at home. So eight games versus nine games. They gave up 112 more points and allowed 30 points per game. They went three and five on the road. I know it's a new season. I know playoffs are different. I know CJ Stroud is a rookie. As Jay Cutler might say, don't care. You should though. You should. It is a, it's a real thing. It's just really tough as a rookie playing in the playoffs because it's so different. And people can tell you how it's different and how it's it, it's a different feeling, but you don't know until you play. And that's what the players keep talking about. So um I I want to be on Chad's side. And lucky for me, the playoffs, I can be very patient. I can pick my spots because the books will take money like this. This is the kind of games they will take money on any of these games. It's not like the regular season where, you know, they take positions, they take spots and they don't really take that much money with playoffs. They're happy to take money based on any game. Um, you know, obviously, if you're someone that's limited better on your limited on betting online, it's different. I tell people all the time, if, if you get banned, you got to start getting your ass out of bed, driving to the books. All right. Put the mask on, suck it up like the rest of us. <laughs> um, quit bitching online about being banned. Everyone gets banned. Uh, this is just a classic game though, what Chad's talking about. Like if this gets the plus three, I'm going to have to take Houston. So it really is a numbers game here where I want to take Flacco, the veteran quarterback with Jim Schwartz, the veteran defensive coordinator against a rookie head coach and a rookie defense and a rookie, you know, quarterback. And it's all just so young for Houston. They're a year or two early. Like it's incredible what they've done. Obviously they had some luck, right? They had a lot of things break their way. The Jaguars, Going one and five down the stretch helped, um, but yeah, the the Joe Flacco story, Chad, like it's it's really lined up for him and this Browns team to make a crazier run. And I just I want to believe in the Browns so bad. That's the hardest part here. But um, Chad's talking about the line movement, and it's it's moving towards the Texans. And that's where the value is going to be. Like if this gets the plus three, that's that's the value play on Houston. But um, come Sunday. If this is still under three, Chad, I'm, I'm probably going to end up taking the Browns. It's just it's just the Joe Flacco, all everything about it. I feel – I can't believe I'm saying this. I feel confident as Joe Flacco as a road favorite if it's under three. 
do you have this rated? No, I got it. I got a value right now for Houston. I got this at two. So I, I should have took, a, I should have taken the one and a half, but at the time I was just like, it feels too easy. I didn't trust that number at all. And um, no, it's, it's a good number. Like the, the books are sharp. They know what they're doing. So the professionals, they came and they moved the number two and a half. Like that's, that's what it should be. Like if it gets the three, I know pros, other pros are just waiting to slam that number because you got the one and a half and you can get the three now. I know it sounds stupid, but that's actually a nice, that's a nice middle play. Like it, it's shocking out of times it lands on two or three. So um, that's what's going to happen. If they do move to three, that's a big deal because the, the books know they're going to have guys trying to play both sides. Uh, you mean you want a Milman in because that's what we call <laughs> the middling right now. How much do you change your power rankings for the playoffs? Or how do you adjust them? How do you incorporate playoffs into power ratings? A lot goes into it, but it's it's honestly more about going with your gut and what other people are hearing. Models don't really mean shit in such a small sample. Like, you think a model can predict that run that Joe Flacco had with the Ravens? You think models can predict Nick Foles having that run with the Eagles team? It's like, no, It's it, those things are tough where – if the numbers say, like that Eagles team we were just talking about, if, if the numbers say that has an incredibly good D-line, their defense is better than people are giving them credit to. They actually are pretty good offensively. There's not that big of a difference between Nick Foles and Wentz. Some some people can find crazy value that way and go on these crazy runs. But, you know, for someone like me, last year was the odd. They were like very – last year was weird, right? We talked about last year. It was both one seeds made it to the Super Bowl. I was all in on those two one seeds. I talked about it the whole playoff run. Bet them both the whole run. Um, that's not normal. That's usually not like that for me. I don't really like taking that because we see all the time of football. It's a one game, winner take all. Random shit's going to happen. Teams match up well. Teams get hot. That's what I'm banking on this year. I think we're due for a crazy wild card runner. So, um, like, we're again, we're going to go through these games here. Chad's going to start picking up on how I view a lot of these games. Like I, I do like a couple of these underdogs this week. This is a uh, luck rankings under game. According to Nick Giffen, in the playoffs, the past five years, luck total games, 29 and 11 against the total. So the total on this has been 44 and a half. It got bet down to 44. Also, home dogs, the past 20 years in the playoffs, 15, 12 and two against the spread, but nine, nine and two against the spread in the wild card round. But Home dogs less than a field goal in any round, nine two and one against a spread since two thousand. So everything you're saying is right. Like to me, I haven't bet the I haven't bet the Texans yet because I wanted to follow up on the conversation because I was trying to rock like why you loved Cleveland, and then yesterday I was doing my research and you know recited all these the litany of stats, and was still trying to figure out why does he like Cleveland and like. I'm, now I'm just waiting for the number to get to three. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that to me feels like a move. And then if it does move down, you should give Chad even more confidence. That means the professional finally came in and hit this Houston team where I think most pros like me right now are just waiting. The pros I know came in on the Browns. They moved the number down to one and a half and they hit it. It moved up and now they're just kind of waiting for that Houston three. Well, look, the money and the tickets are all coming in on Cleveland right now. So I would expect that the number is going to get to three. Uh, and these lines have been moving late on game day, probably more than I've ever seen in a season. Like that last 
two hours before the game, we're seeing pretty decent sized movements around key numbers. Um, Miami, Kansas City, reminder, Kansas City is a three and a half point favorite. Fascinating games. I, I started to develop an opinion in this game yesterday. Reminder, this game is streaming live only on Peacock, the NBC streaming service. That sucks. Yeah. Lined open at three. So, by the way, it's the way of the world going forward, Simon. It just is. Got a little It'll bit. change, though. Like, they got really lucky with most most people in my generation don't mind. Most millennials, like, apparently 42% of millennials are all sports fans, which is the highest demographic for generations. The generation right behind me, they're out. They don't like this BS of, like, if I want to watch an NBA game, I need five different streaming services to watch one NBA game. It's ridiculous. So the NFL is getting to that point now where there's too much stuff. So um, I think we'll have 10 years of this bullshit, and then I'll come back around to get back to cable. It's just. Well, let me, by the way, let me tell you something. The generation right behind you, despite the fact of your advancing age, the generation behind you is 15 years old. Okay. No, I know. Not. I know. Because they're 22, 23. I live with one of them. And yeah, your it, kid, you're you work in sports and you you're a writer. You 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 force sports down their throats. I'm sure your kids are into sports some way, but <laughs> most normal guys out there that don't give a damn about sports, their kids don't care either, you know. Guy, I was about to support you. Don't come after me. What I'm saying is like the generation <laughs> behind you, they don't know the difference between cable and streaming and <laughs> and and streaming only because they're not paying for shit. They're not paying attention to shit. <laughs> all they know is they sit down on the couch, they turn on the remote. The game they want is right in front of them. That's all they know. And then they turn their phone on. They don't even watch the and game. And then they turn their phone on and they're, they're on their phone the entire fucking game. It's just <laughs> astonishing. Uh, all right, this line opened at three. I'm, I'm moving on from my grumpy old man. Get off the grass. <laughs> Yelling. The line opened to three, moved up to three and a half. I, I kind of have an opinion on this game, but I want, before I even give all my stats, I kind of want to hear what you have to say. I mean, you were supposed to bet the Chiefs when it was three. That was definitely the move. And the weather is the biggest reason. Like, yes. Uh, if there, if this was 35 and sunny, I would love, and Mostert's playing, I would love Miami so much. This Chiefs team, like, way too much respect being given them with this number. Now it's up to four for the simple reason that the pros are hitting this because it's supposed to be negative one degrees. And it's like to a a Hawaiian who played in the South (laughs) is never played in a game apparently below 30 degrees. Miami, their long history of this franchise have always struggled. doesn't matter if it was the 70s or the 2000s. They've always struggled historically going from Miami to some cold place to play outdoors. The numbers are real. The numbers back it up. So um, I'm pissed. I wanted to take Miami. Like, this was such a great spot. Another dog I loved. I mean, plus four now, it's sickening. Like, I want to take that so bad, but I can't do it if it's going to be zero degrees. It's like, th- like it- it's such bad luck for this can- this uh, Miami team. It's just, I-, I would be sick if I was a fan of that team. Like, you guys had it. You had your own home playoff. You had the two seed, and now you got to go to Kansas City in zero degree weather against Mahomes. It's just such a bad spot. But um, yeah, it sucks. This number keeps growing. I might eventually have to bet it. But right now, what's what's my motivation to bet it? There is none. But if you want the Chiefs, Chad just told you it's three and a half right now. Bet, bet three six five. You better go grab it because it's going up to four, and I know it's going to keep going. I just 
every pro I talk to, they're just like, it's too in the cold. Like, why are you backing them? And I, I just keep arguing. It's that run, the running style of Miami. That's what's been their success this year, right? Like that running style with Mostert. If he's gone, I, I can't back Miami here. I just, I'll either sit it out or I'll end up taking the Chiefs maybe. So a couple other things that, that are on my mind for this game. One of them you mentioned. Look, this team was a record-setting offense throughout the year. At one point during the season, let me see if I can find those notes here. At one point during the season, they were, Buffalo was minus 140 to win the AFC East on October 2nd. Miami was plus 138. On December 1st, Miami was minus 400. Buffalo was plus 1,500. And Miami still did not win the AFC East. <laughs> and that was a, to me, a yeah. gut punch of a loss mentally. Now you got to pick yourself up the mat, up off the mat. You got to dominated. Go... They dominated that game defensively. Like yeah. they had Josh Allen have a bad game and they couldn't do a single thing on offense. They couldn't do anything on offense. And now the Dolphins defense, they don't have Chubb. Nope. They don't have Jalen Phillips. Cameron Good, another pass rusher, lost during the Bills game. Howard's banged up. Howard is banged up. They've got Melvin Ingram off yeah. the street in December. You look good, though. Shocking. Less, less than a month with the team lining up in coverage on rookie <laughs> tight ends. Yeah. Okay? Scary. It's going to be windy. It's going to be negative temperature. I had to walk my dog in 19 degrees this morning. Mentally, I wasn't there. I forgot the poop bags because I had to put on so many fucking clothes. I walked outside. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even put them in my pocket. So like, I, and I don't have to play football and I'm not from Miami. Like, it's going to be a miserable day and they just lost a brutal game that they should have won. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... I don't know what to do. I want to take I want to take Miami here, but the play just feels like the Chiefs in the under. Like you just laid it all out. These teams have already faced each other. It's just it's bad. Yeah, I like we we still owe what Simon says. We still owe an exact decision. Exact decision. Two games above five hundred this season. <laughs> Ten and eight. We owe it. The listeners, the viewers, they need the exact decision. Because that's their moneymaker. Yeah. I gotta give them one. With I the got juice. To. With the juice, they just made the money. <laughs> that's right. Just barely. Um, but I don't think Kansas City is gonna be my exact decision. You can play the under if you want. What's the total on this game right now? 44? Yeah. I'm not there on that. I mean, I'm gonna play the under in this game. But... We already all missed the value play. I think it was like 47 and a half, and now it's down to 44. Yeah, so that's kind of why I'm not looking to play this game because I'm worried about the value going both ways. Yeah. But let's talk about Pittsburgh and Buffalo because this game, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. Exact decision. Give me the Buffalo Bills. The Bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. God damn it. Like Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, I'm a sucker, though. Like, you know I'm a sucker for these big Dude. numbers. This number moved three points because T.J. Watt's out. That's that's wild. That's crazy to think. Yeah, 
so, you know, the bets and the money, TJ Watts out. But look, Pittsburgh, one in 10 straight up without Watts since he joined the team. I know. Uh, one in six in the last seven games. 31st in DVOA without him. Uh, 18 and nine straight up and against the spread with TJ Watt. One and six, two and four against the spread without him. Steelers 70-46 straight up, 62-54 against the spread with him since 2017. 1-10, 4-6-1 in 11 games without him. Like, it's just the side. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't get there because the Josh Allen effect, man. The dude can't stop turning the ball over. Like, he just cannot stop turning the ball over. And 10 points for a guy that can't be consistent is you know, scary. Like that's a lot of points for a dude that keeps these games tight. Cause you can't stop turning the ball over. Um, it's betting is scary. <laughs> wise is. man, a wise man once said that to me, a wise man who's now older <laughs> once said that to me. I'm just shocked. You're not scared by all this movement, man. That's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot to move it. It's moved from seven all the way up to 10. That's it has. Easy. I agree. And so here's two more things that I have the benefit of knowing already, which you might not know yet. Number go. one, it's a big luck game according to the luck rankings. And the luck rankings are devised against the closing line. So I feel like I'm still getting the number I want at 10. Also, from Stucky, who sent this in, QB is making their first playoff start versus a QB who has playoff experience. And this plays to your Joe Flacco, CJ Stroud, 17-35-1 and one against the spread. 17-36 uh, straight up since 2002. So that applies to C.J. Stroud and Flacco, Tua and Mahomes, Mason Rudolph and Josh Allen, and Jordan Love versus Dak Prescott. Yeah, damn. That, that, I mean, every time you see the stat, it's a, it is like such a killer where um... – you want to take these these young guys, exciting new quarterbacks, and it's just like you got to go with the Grizzly vet, like the guys who've been there. Um, you're right. Like I, I do want to, I do want to back Buffalo. I just, I'm just worried the line moved too much over reaction to the Watt news. Watt, Watt is obviously incredible, but they have a couple guys in that D line that get pressure. Right. I feel like every week there's just multiple guys getting pressure, and that could be because they got two or three guys all catered yeah. to TJ Watt. Um, but you said it. We know their record without him. Again, if he's just playing this game, I promise you I would have been all over Pittsburgh's money line. No chance, no chance I'll be on Pittsburgh's money line anyway. Like they just they don't win without TJ. He's the X factor. The Bills are due for a blowout win. They've been they've not played well and it feels like four weeks. Like every yeah. game they're they keep teams in it, all these close games just because of the turnovers. Uh I know he's not having an incredible season, but Gabe Davis got a little banged up last week. Um Diggs has not looked right. In about six weeks, ever since the new OC's taken over, which the run game has excelled, but that's what suffered. The the play of Diggs has suffered these last couple of weeks. So a lot of questions for me with the Bills. Too many questions for me to take it at 10. It's Chad's exact decision, so I'll back my guy. But I am scared. <laughs> yeah! I love it. I freaking love it. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. We're going I like the, the over too. If people are look if people want to party. I'm I'm partying on the over. I just a lot of turnovers, a lot of short fields. Rudolph, I think he's gonna be turning it over. 
Um, just, just way too low. I know there's supposed to be weather. It's Tuesday. Like predicting the weather for Sunday in Buffalo, it's impossible. No one knows what the lake, how the lake's going to affect the weather by the time Sunday rolls around. So, um, I'll take that number now that the fact that it's 36 and a half, 37, such a key number. We see so many games finish 2017. So I'll take the over right now, 36 and a half. Ah, I like that too. Simon, we've entered a brand new year, but to keep delivering the best podcast we can, I need to ensure you're keeping up on the latest news. So I'm going to ask you just one more time, if you can name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Game time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to open Game Time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Look what I can do. I can get in to go see the New York Knickerbockers at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, for less than $100 against the Portland Trailblazers. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, another one of those games. A veteran quarterback in Dak Prescott versus a rookie quarterback, first time in the playoff quarterback in Jordan Love. Sunday night, I had to go back and listen to the podcast to make sure I got your comments correct. We talked about this game. The line immediately moved from seven to seven and a half. Simon Hunter's quote. I am shocked it moved this way. We didn't want to bet it yet because we wanted to get more intel on why the line moved in this direction since we both thought the Packers were the right side Yeah, at seven. Have you heard anything in the past 48 hours? I know the pros are split. I know plenty of pros that like Dallas, which I can't believe. Um, I'm just, I don't buy it, man. This Dallas team, I know they blew out Brady last year in the playoffs. That was pretty incredible what they did to the Bucks team and I was one of those idiots that was on the Bucks who lost by whatever it was, 30 points to Dak. But man, seven and a half is just it's a lot of points for a Dallas team that we've seen time and time again. They can the ball can be moved on them. And uh Green Bay last week, they didn't play the perfect game, right? Like they didn't play that amazing. Jordan Love wasn't out of this world. I think they scored 17 points. Um but you saw with LaFleur, when things aren't working, he can still scheme up guys open. Like, he can still get the right guys in the right position to get first downs consistently. So um, the the argument against our Green Bay pick is their defense is so bad that Dallas is yep. going to have an absolute field day against them with this offense. But I'm just not buying it. Like, the, the Green Bay knows what they have to do, right? They're going to double CD. And that's kind of the force there is you take away the passing game. You want to make them run with Pollard. I mean, they just – they haven't had a really strong running game this season. But the issue is Green Bay has one of the worst run defenses in football. So it's like I don't know what they can do defensively to get stops against Dallas. Like it really would have to be Dak beating himself for them to kind of lose this game. But, um, you know, I said it. I'm going to force some dogs in. I'm going to end up forcing Green Bay in. It's just seven and a half. I got to be a buyer at that number. And the books might be sucking me in at that number. Um, I remember last year we had the exact same scenario of uh, 
Daniel Jones coming off a big win against the Vikings going to Philadelphia. And I said on the show, if that number had moved to seven, it was going to be my biggest bet of the playoffs on the Eagles. It was just like the hype was way too high on that Giants team. I don't think we're getting the same type of hype here with Green Bay. I don't I don't think they end up as a public dog. I do think the public, between the teasers, the money line parlays, everything will be keep coming in on uh, this, this Dallas team. So I'm not as worried as I would have been if they were such a public dog. You don't really back public dogs usually in the playoffs. We have one coming up here. But uh, yeah, it's seven and a half. I like I like Green Bay at this number, people. It's like if if this number dips below seven, I would have felt way better about this Green Bay bet. So I am a little scared that the pros have come in so heavy on this Cowboys team and bumped this up, and now it's holding. Like it's been holding at seven and a half now for two days. So yeah, um, the the books have clearly taken a position now with this Dallas team. Yeah, it hasn't moved. We thought like it might move a little bit uh, at some point. Yeah. Over the last 48 hours, it hasn't. Uh, Dak Prescott or uh, and Jordan Love, top two touchdown passers, both had more than 4,000 yards, both threw for more than seven yards per attempt. I think if you look at this, the Packers, I think, have the better coach, but they have the first-year quarterback on the road in his first playoff game. Yeah. The Cowboys do have the better defense. I would also say that Jordan Love under pressure is exquisite. Like the Minnesota Vikings, they tried to blitz him. It didn't work. The Chicago Bears, they tried to flush him out of the pocket. It didn't work. We talked about this on Sunday. Jordan Love's ability to roll right or roll back and throw off balance and be accurate and find open receivers it's already upper echelon in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL. He's just amazing at it. And the fact that the Packers got rid of Aaron Rodgers and is now doing a better job of ripping ESPN executives and spreading conspiracy theories and lies than he is at doing anything on the football field because of injuries. And Jordan Love, in his first year as a starter, is the second highest touchdown passer in the NFL. As a Bears fan, it makes me sick. And I cannot believe the Packers have another quarterback issue solved for 30 straight years. Yeah, and um, I said it, and people kept giving the Green Bay shit for drafting. I still think it's one of the best, better draft picks we've seen the last five or six years because they got two MVPs out of Rodgers, able to trade him for a couple first round picks or whatever it was. And then they got Jordan Love who stepped in now. And um, it's insane that draft class, that Herbert Burrow, Tua, Hurts, now Jordan Love draft class. We, we've never seen anything like it in football where it's like multiple guys, all pro bowlers, you know, anyone, any of those guys people basically take for their team, right? Like there's consistently maybe 12 to 15 guys that you feel good about. The fact that five of them are from one draft class, we've never seen it. So um, I had a lot of doubts with Jordan Love. I, I just remember that Chiefs game. Obviously, it's a bad spot, right? His first start uh, playing against the Chiefs and Mahomes, and he just could not do a single thing offensively. Like, he just looked totally lost. Whatever he did this past offseason, like, he, he got, a, got a taste of the league. He knew it was going to be his team. And, you know, the fact you just said it, he's top three, wherever it is, and Passing touchdowns in his first year as a starter. Top two. He's he's just behind Dak. 
like that that is mind blown so um yeah just don't overreact there's someone that uh almost had a Wentz MVP keep it even keel Green Bay but you got to be feeling pretty damn good if you're a Green Bay fan uh couple more stats Dak Prescott at home is a favorite of more than a touchdown 14 7 uh and one against the spread that's pretty good yeah pretty good Pretty, pretty. That's a lot of good. that's a lot of Washington and Giants mixed in. Could be. No, you're you're yeah. totally right. By the <laughs> way, uh, Jordan Love, first half of the season versus the second half of the season. Uh, first half weeks one through ten, sixteenth in EPA per play, twenty fifth in success rate, thirty eighth in completion percentage. Yikes. Week eleven on, second in EPA per play, fourth in success rate, sixth in completion percentage. So look, the Packers right now, they're the fifth youngest playoff team since the merger in 1970, 54 years. Um, but Jordan Love's ascendance in the second half of the year, a combination of him getting smarter, Matt LaFleur getting smarter, those receivers getting better, that's a team to reckon with. Yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible. He had that kind of turnaround second half because – most guys does not work that way. Usually there's a big drop off. I mean, a guy we talked about at the start of the show, Jalen Carter, he fell off that rookie cliff. It's just really hard to yeah. play for 18 weeks straight. And the fact that he had that kind of turnaround midway through the season, it's just a testament to that coaching staff and Jordan Love, just an incredible combination. LA Rams at the Detroit Lions, uh, great game, great narrative. The Lions are three and a half point favorites. It opened at four. We talked about it on Sunday. Uh, as it was at four, it was moving to three and a half. We all slammed it at three and a half. It's kind of just settled there. A couple of questions. How much does Sam Laporta being out uh, matter? Uh, how much can this Rams offense light up a Lions defense that is graded fourth worst against pass coverage by Pro Football Focus? Rams have been one of the best teams in the league at passes uh, completed 20 yards or more downfield. Sean McBay as an underdog, uh, 21-16-2 against the spread. And we like the Rams here. Simon says take the Rams plus Simon says L.A. Rams plus three and a half. Simon says, Simon says, when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. I told you, I do, I do bet differently in the playoffs, and this is a big, big situation of how I bet differently where – I'm not as terrified to take certain public dogs, and this would be a spot with that, where it's just like, I think a lot of a lot of pros who do like the lines, I don't really trust their reasoning behind it, where it's like, it's just them kind of bad-mouthing this Rams team and their defense, where I don't know if I go through it, I feel like the Rams, even though they had no first-round picks for freaking 10 years and no second-round picks, and all these guys they drafted in these fourth and fifth rounds have worked out, like the... They have a couple of guys they've drafted on the defensive line who no one's going to know their names. I don't even know their names. And they've really helped Aaron Donald. Like they've, if you, if you didn't know, Aaron Donald had another amazing season, but yeah. I know he's not been mentioned just because he didn't have the usual season that he does where it's like, you know, 50 pressures and 15 sacks. Like, you know, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, those guys just had such incredible seasons that they kind of left Donald for, you know, out of the conversation of winning the defensive MVP. But He's played incredible this season. Like Chad already talked about it. Like these, these receivers they have, Cooper Cup and Puka, and then Williams in the backfield. Like it's all there for this Rams team. And they're one of my favorite dark horses for making a Super Bowl run out of this NFC. Like 
there's no other team I really feel like that can beat the 49ers right now in the NFC than this team, the Rams. It's the honest truth. Like, have zero faith in the Eagles, have zero faith in Dallas. Like, all these guys have to go to play against the 49ers at, you know, a, a stadium that's just rocking. It's hard to back all these guys who aren't going to be these veteran quarterbacks where it's like Stafford has it all checked off. He's he's used to playing against the 49ers. He knows their system, all this stuff. But it all starts here and arguably the most emotional game of the entire weekend, right? Like he, he put out a 10-minute video just talking about what Detroit means to them and how it made him from like a boy from college, from Georgia, into the man he is now. And it's like a really heartfelt message. And how is that not going to be wearing him? That's definitely going to be in Stafford's head. But that's that's canceled out by golf. Like what we talked about golf where it's like, that's, that's another side where he's gonna have to control his rage and him seeing red. Cause this is the definition of a red spot, uh, a revenge spot. Right. We talked about, it. it's like the Rams literally told the man, we're going to go, we're going to get someone that can actually get us to the promise. And we're going to go replace you with Stafford, a guy we believe that can get us there. We don't believe in you, even though you just got us to a Super Bowl two years before um, we're moving on. He talked about it. He he had kind of given up on himself. He had lost faith where it's like he had a ton of self-doubt. And Campbell and you know Ben Johnson built it back these last three, four years. And both teams won. Like we say it all the time, Detroit won the trade. The Rams won the trade. They both – it's the rare both teams won. And it's only fitting they're playing in this first round. But I don't get the number. I don't really get what the pros are saying here when they're like, this Detroit team is so clearly better. I just don't see it that way. Now you're factoring Laporta's out. That's such a huge deal. It is such a big deal. Who The number one tight end in football, it's crazy to say, but he is, by the numbers, the number one tight end in football. So much stuff they design around him, it's a big deal. So um, me and Chad joked about before coming on here that, you know, Laporte is out, we're going to like them. And then you mix in the fact that Nick Mullins almost put his team in a spot to win against the same Detroit team last week. They just don't have the guys on defense to get stops. So um, Stafford back against the wall. I, I love this spot. Like plus three and a half, taking this, taking the money line. It's the same thing when they had the Super Bowl run. People forget the public were actually on the Rams and taking them at plus three and a half against the Bucks, And they won that game outright. I mean, most people remember because they bet it. Brady was down like 28 points, came That's all right. the way back. Stafford had one of the most insane throws ever to Cooper Cup, put them in the field to kick a field goal to win. It's like... They've been this the spot before. So um, incredible story for Detroit. Just I feel like it's a terrible matchup for them. Like it, if they would have caught the Eagles, that's the dream scenario where it's like they they I think they would have beat the Eagles or whoever. But the Rams, I just I think they're a better team right now. I'm going to back this team. So um, it's it's the more public play of the week for me. But I, I love the Rams here. Sam Laporta, you mentioned tight end. Uh, he had um, 10 touchdowns. In his rookie year, Sam Laporta, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Ditka. <laughs> 82 receptions is the most ever for a rookie tight end in NFL history. Big record set by Keith Jackson, former Philadelphia Eagle, not ABC broadcaster. But most important for what you were saying about how he impacts the Lions offense. Second in receiving first downs for Detroit this year. Second behind only Amon Ross St. Brown. So... There's an immediate safety valve component to this where Jared Goff will not have a guy who has become so important to how he executes the offense. A couple mm -hmm. other stats. Well, let's see. Home teams who missed the playoffs the year prior, Lions, 30-49 against the spread in the playoffs over the past 20 years. 
when those teams are favorites, 19 and 40, 32%. Like that. So we like both of those trends. By the way, the first trend includes Houston. So we don't like it for Houston if we're going to back Houston, but we like it for the Rams. Last game on the board. Uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's two and a half. This is moved in the direction of the Bucks. Baker's banged yeah. up. Jalen Hurts is banged up. The Eagles are in a free fall. The Bucks actually did what good teams do. They beat bad teams in trap games on the road when it matters most. The Jags couldn't do it. The Eagles kind of couldn't do it. I don't really want to bet this game. I'll be honest. But I feel like we kind of have to bet the Bucks. Reminder. Home dogs of less than a field goal in the playoffs since 2009, two and one. In the wild card round, betting the dog doesn't really matter. It's nine, nine and two. But this Eagles team, I, they could win the game. But I feel like Baker's got moxie. He does. But like the guy I talked to who, who's he's got the good news and the bad news with this Bucks team. He always knows what's going on with them. He says it's all bad right now for Baker. Baker's apparently got a bad ankle. He's got a bad shoulder. Um, Hurts right, well, that's important. That's a, yeah, that's important. Uh, Hertz didn't break his finger. Apparently, he just dislocated or sprained it. I don't know if you've heard anything. I just um, from what I hear, he hasn't. He did not break it. But Chad's right. Like everything about this makes me want to take Tampa. But every pro I talk to has just been slamming this Eagles team. This this number opened at one and a half. Now it's up to three. I'm gonna grab the three with the Eagles. It's just if if Baker's banged up. Eagles are in a spot to get right against this Bucks team. It feels the same scenario last year with Dallas against this Bucks team. It's like we know that the Bucks aren't that good, right? Like they had a lot of a lot of lucky wins, a lot of crazy stuff happened where it really was the Baker effect. Like Baker had these incredible last minute drives. Him and Mike Evans, um, you know, shout out to our guy Brandon Anderson gave out Mike Evans to lead the league in touchdowns. Uh, just him and him and Baker had this incredible connection this season. That's been crazy. So um, it's hard to go against that where the Eagles had one of the worst pass defenses I've ever seen in my life watching football. Like, I mean, Taylor last week could do whatever he wanted passing against this defense. So if if I get news that Baker has gotten better, his shoulders healed by by the time this game rolls around on Monday, don't be shocked in the app if you do see me take the Bucks. But as we sit here right now, I know he's banged up. I know how much better this Eagles team, that offensively they should be able to run the ball at will against this Bucks team and basically do whatever they want against this Bucks team. I got it back, this eagle. So um, I'm going to grab it now just in case it does keep going up. I'll grab the three in case news comes out that Baker's really banged up. This number could easily jump up to four. Um, if he's out, what do you see this number get up to? Six, six and a half? Oh, my it, God. If it's trash? Yeah. Uh, so just to be safe, I'm going to take the Eagles now at this number because it has been running up. And I can tell you every pro I've talked to so far, they do like this spot. All right. As a reminder... Simon, you can catch every episode of The Favorites Live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Also, The Favorites is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power out the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. 
Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Before we go, again, we do want to congratulate our first place winner, Jesse Goldberg, one more time, as well as our second and third place finishers, Sam and Nolan. To finish first, Jesse endured quite a week 18. Matt Mitchell, producer Matt Mitchell, is going to come on and explain how things went down and how it all comes back to one team that has cursed us all. Okay, and last but not least, Uncle Mitch. The gambling world this season revolves around the beloved Carolina Panthers. So, like you mentioned, there's three entries that were battling for first place and the $40,000 grand prize. Jesse, Nolan, and Sam. Jesse was in the lead, but if either Nolan or Sam gained one game, they would win. Sam would win by having more wins, and Nolan would win on tiebreaker differential. So, first up, let's see if Nolan can gain a game. Jesse, the leader, hex Las Vegas, Tennessee, Chicago, and Atlanta. Those are four of the games. And Nolan picks, let's see, Las Vegas, Tennessee, Chicago, Atlanta. Oh, shit. You're going to need to win, and he's going to need to lose. Jesse selected Buffalo. That's a winner. Nolan selected the Rams. That's a winner. They both go three and two. That sucks. Nolan would finish third, pick up five Gs. Not a bad day at the office. Sam, who will be joining us live in person, for our Sunday live show at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead in beautiful New Jersey, and who seems like a swell guy. That guy needs to go four and one to get the $40,000 grand prize. He starts off with three winners. He starts off three and out. It all comes down to his last two games. His first, his first is Seattle minus two and a half. And Seattle won the game by exactly one because they tied the game at the end and went for two. Uh, which totally uh, fucked over Sam. But no problem. He's got one more shot. Who did he take? That's right. The Carolina Panthers plus four and a half. Uh, they lost nine, nothing. All they had to do was score one touchdown. They had one touchdown, fumbled over the pylon after a 900 hour review. And they had another beautiful touchdown called back on the dumbest procedural. This guy didn't line up next to this guy kind of inane penalty. Just an absolute torture chamber for this poor bastard this sucks and it's horseshit but i'm too polite to say anything because i'm a class act and that is how jesse claimed victory i believe he finished almost 72 percent against yep. the spread for the season congratulations to him he will be joining us as a segment in our next episode oh my god sorry the best quote from jesse when i when i said you, know, Do you want to come on what were you thinking you know, when, when that day was unfolding. He said, when I made my picks, I said, if I lose $40,000 because of the fucking Panthers, I'll never be able to live with myself. And I said, now you have to come on the show because you speak <laughs> for literally every single one of our listeners. <laughs> we went two and six picking the Panthers this year, and they're they're primarily responsible for our big balls, bet of the week, terrible streak in the middle of the year. I uh, I am so sorry for Sam. I hope... Uh, we did not influence your decision to pick the Panthers in any possible way. But we look forward to seeing you on Sunday 
at the Shepherd and the Knucklehead. Doors open at 4 p.m. Live show at 7.30. Sam will be there to take the blame off of us and put it all on his shoulders. RSVP in the link in the description page. Uh, free entry, free drinks. Even though it's free drinks, we'll still be buying Sam plenty of drinks at the show. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.